Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is Michelle, and who's here with me? Uh, I guess it's JD. I guess it's JD. Woo-hoo. It's always JD, and it's always Michelle. Is it always you, dear listener? Is this your first time tuning in? Well, hello. Welcome. If it's your second or more times tuning in, Thanks. Glad that we caught your attention at least once. Hopefully that can continue. Uh, if you're new to the show, we watch Shudder. You can be part of the we if you also watch Shudder. We as a collective whole watch Shudder, the horror streaming service. It's great. It's very cool. Be the we we know you can be. Yep. Be I the we and we watch Shudder. That makes about as much sense as this week's movie. <laughs> oh, I'm getting into <laughs> it already, Michelle. Oh, oh, man. Well, this week's movie is a long-awaited adaptation of Stephen King's short story called Children of the Corn. Luckily, we have, when I read that book in like the 90s, I was like, man, I hope that we get a movie about this. And luckily, we finally got it in 2023. Finally, a Children of the Corn movie. Right, JD? The first one. Michelle. Uh-huh? This is the 12th. What? The 12th Children of the Corn movie. That's a whole lot of corn. Uh, in- including not just have there been 12 movies in the franchise. Uh, there have been three direct adaptations of the original story. And I say the original story because that's what it was. It wasn't even a novel. It was just a short story. It was originally published in Penthouse Magazine and then in the, I believe, the Night Shift uh, short fiction collection. And we've gotten 12 movies mm-hmm. out of this. I knew there were a couple. I did not know there were 12. Guys, let me before we even lot. talk about this one, li- this, here we, this is the list. You have Children of the Corn from 1984. Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice in 1992. Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest, 1995. Children of the Corn, The Gathering, 1996. Children of the Corn 5, Fields of Terror, 1998. Children of the Corn 666. Oh, shit, that's (laughs) clever. Uh, Isaac's Return, 1999. Children of the Corn, Revelation in 2001. And then, something I didn't even know, uh, they did the first sort of remake or reimagining of the original movie back in 2009 with another one that's just called Children of the Corn. And then you have a Children of the Corn Genesis in 2011, which I have to assume is a sequel to the 2009 remake Children of the Corn. I don't know. Frankly, I don't care. Uh, Children of the Corn Runaway in 2018. Also a short film called Disciples of the Crow all the way back in 1983, uh, part of an anthology called The Night of the Scarecrow. Holy shit, that's a lot of corn. A lot of children, Michelle. I'm a huge Stephen King fan, and some of my favorite work is his anthologies, um, the short stories. And there are a lot of short stories that we still don't have a movie about that I do want, including The Jaunt, one of the scariest short stories I've read in my life. That one terrified me. I don't know why we won't get into it because it is the ending of it that that particularly scared me. The Raft, I think we we got at least one in Creepshow. Uh, The Mist, we got one phenomenally devastating movie out of that and i Shawshank redemption is based on a short story yes it is so there's a lot of good work why on earth do we have 12 children (laughs) of the corn are the rights for this one way cheaper i don't know michelle i have no idea uh and of course to be fair most of those are not 
Like they're just sort of spin-off sequels from the movie and don't really have anything to do with the original story. But even when you look at that, like I said, I thought this was the second time the original story had been adapted into a film. It's the third. I had no idea they did this once before back in 2009. There have been so many. Anyway, guys, uh, I don't know if you can tell by how we're already talking about the simple fact that this movie has been (laughs) made 12 times in the franchise. Uh, let's, uh, Michelle, I guess before we, we hit our spoiler-free thoughts, why don't you go ahead and read the description, the descripty script from the Shutter website. It's kind of spoilery, but also at this point, guys, there have been 12 goddamn Children of the Corn movies. If you don't know what this franchise is about, that's not my problem. This movie is, well, the original movie is like 40 years old, so the original, right. or the, the original short story and the original movie are far past their children's stages. They are... They probably have grandchildren of the corn by this one. Uh, okay, anyway. Stepchildren of the corn. <laughs> Stepchildren of the corn. The worst. Um, okay. Possessed by a spirit in a dying cornfield, 12-year-old Eden recruits the other children in her small town to go on a bloody rampage and kill all the adults. Children of the corn, 2020. Uh, JD, would you like to hit us with your spoiler-free thoughts? Um, sure. Uh, I'm going to try anyway. Uh, Children of the Corn, produced in 2020 and finally released and distributed in 2023, uh, is a movie I've seen. Uh, One and a Half Skulls. (laughs) Okay. I'm trying real hard. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly genuinely committed to this whole idea of... Like, just because you didn't like something doesn't necessarily mean there's inherently anything bad about it. As we'll talk about eventually, I've already scanned through the other reviews and comments on Shudder. Obviously, there are people who loved this movie. Uh, but, uh, I, man, I at one point, and, and you are already aware of this, uh, I had the my, my general impression was I feel like maybe RLJE and Shudder owe me an apology. <laughs> <laughs> Um, One and a half skulls. How about you, Michelle? You're going to be slightly upset about my rating, but just Don't give me a minute. It. Give me Don't a minute to explain. Don't do it, Michelle. Go. All right, go ahead. I feel like there are probably people involved in this movie, particularly most likely the child actors, who thought they were making a legitimately good Stephen King masterpiece. I feel like they gave it their all. There is no way that the majority of people involved in this film did not decide to go into chaotic, campy, messy, ridiculous, so bad it's good territory. And I hope that was an effort they put in because holy shit, it is so bad it's good. This is on par with Moonfall. Moonfall was one of my favorite movies last year. Oh, Michelle. Okay, it's it's not as good as Moonfall. But it is one that I am adding to my list to watch with friends so that we can laugh. Because we have reviewed a lot of very bad comedy horror on this podcast. And this was funnier than a lot of them. I had a very, very good time. Now, I cannot give it a five because out of context, people will think I'm a crazy person and they will think this is what I think good movies should be. Um, I don't, uh, but I will watch it several times and I will subject my friends to it several times. um, And I have to at least 
hope that part of that was intended, that there was supposed to be a very, very campy edge to this because if it wasn't intended, oh no. But let's just hope that it was. I am going with a two. <laughs> okay, a two. No. I a wanted two to give I it a five handle. just to make you upset seeing that on our oh. website under the five skulls oh. section. <laughs> well, I mean, you would, you're would you the one who would have to live with yourself, Michelle. You, you'd mean, have to I'm... see it though because I am also the one who adds those and I would make sure it was considered a double five <laughs> movie until you noticed. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Well, yeah. with that said, I so that's think a movie we saw. <laughs> I think we need to get into spoiler territory cuz I have so much to say and also I mean if you haven't seen the movie, I think you should watch it, but I also don't think that us spoiling anything is going to oh, well, spoil this movie. <laughs> yeah, and and here's what I can tell you also before we get into it. Right now the aggregate review on Shutter is a 3 skull. There are plenty of five skull reviews here. There are plenty of one skull reviews here. So, I mean, as with most things we touch on, uh, keep in mind that these ratings tend to be more about our personal experience with the film. Uh, and so, I mean, definitely, this might be for you. Who knows? You might have a good time. Always check it out. But, yeah. oh, man, I will <laughs> never... I, I will, I'm going to begin immediately tomorrow morning deliberately working to erase the existence of this film from my memory. <laughs> I've already researched what it would cost to rent out the Fargo Theater and show this for my birthday next year. I hate you. I wanted to do it this year, not with this movie, because I didn't know. Um, there's a different movie I'm obsessed with called uh, The Lost Skeleton of Cadavra that everybody oh, should see. Yep, and I was going to rent out the theater and do that a second time, uh, but with the sequel now. But instead, um, since they were booked this year, I think next year it will be Children of the Corn 2020 for my birthday. Well, I guess I won't be at your birthday party next year. Popcorn. Uh, we'll have corn on the cob. Ooh, the Mexican corn. Love Mexican corn. Uh, we're going to play Freak on a Leash on repeat. Just on repeat the whole time. Can we uh, can we get to the spoiler section, Michelle? No, I just want to talk about my upcoming corn theme birthday party, but fine. Okay, okay I guess. Yeah, so if you want to, if you do want to see this <laughs> this atrocity, <laughs> uh, that's so mean. I I just I. This is a very difficult we'll situation yeah. for me, but we'll talk about it. I, I'll I, be I, nice I, on your behalf. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. If yeah. you want to go watch it before we spoil a bunch of things, hit the pause button right about now. All right, Michelle, go ahead. Yeah. You uh, you talk Story. for a while. Yeah. Tell me what you're. Tell me how this movie deserved. Look, I can summarize really quickly why I, I gave this movie one story. and a half. The I one in it. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, summarize gotta, the movie. I, I mean, don't. I don't know why we're bothering, but go <laughs> ahead. Summarize the movie for these people. There's some children, and they're in a town, and the town has cornfields, and everybody in there they love the corn, except the adults are like, "Our corn is sick. We don't like the corn anymore." And the children are like, "We're mad at the parents about that." So then the children kill all the adults in the town kind of and uh we'll get into that later um but they kill everybody and then there's the man who walks in the corn and they're sacrificing all of the adults to keep the corn happy and uh then the one like 18 year old girl who's just barely a child still she's like I don't like this. Maybe don't kill my dad, please. And then she lights the corn on fire. But then at the end, uh, the he who walks guy comes back, but with Eden's face or else Eden is burned. I don't know exactly what that CGI was going for, but then she gets bow in the end anyway. And then like the children, they're of the corn now. The end. Yeah, and you left out the whole part at the beginning where the sheriff and his deputies accidentally murder a school full of children. 
accidentally. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, this movie. Oh, God. Okay, now, please, Michelle, now that uh, we've summarized, here's what I can tell you. Every drop of the one and a half skulls of credit I'm giving to this movie, I can give directly to one specific thing. The only thing I enjoyed whatsoever about this entire movie was the performance of Eden by Kate Moyer. I thought that girl as evil Eden, the little little demon girl, was fantastic. And I completely nothing else agree. about this movie that I enjoyed. <laughs> nothing Eden at all. Eden carried this movie. Even she when, was great. Even when her acting wasn't that great. It's like you're a child. You've probably just been in like a Wizard of the Oz production in your, your school. Like I'm going to give you, for being a child actor, this is very good. The way that she snaps into like mom mode. Oh, she's better than she, most of the adult actors in this yes. film. Yes, uh, she channels like a 35-year-old executive woman so well of being like, fine, I guess we'll do it your way then. Just like, great job. What do you say her, her name was again? Kate? Uh, Kate Moyer. Kate Moyer. Keep an eye out for Kate Moyer. Uh, so Kate Moyer, uh, she she carried this on her back for sure. Um, outside of that, <laughs> I, okay, 57 minutes in, there is a squelching subtitle, so that gets a full point. <laughs> I saw that. That's when, yeah. uh, uh, ooh, ooh, who eyes. gets stabbed? Oh, yeah, when she stabs the, the priest in the eyes. The person who's sinned anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I guess he's not a priest. He's a he's a minister of some kind. I've been Maybe trying, a priest. <laughs> I've been trying really hard to write down good things about this movie because I knew that you were going to like it and everything I like about it is still a bad thing. Um, I can say that uh, despite how stupid it is that Bo shows up to... Okay, hang on. I have so many comments about the story. Let me just... <laughs> uh, okay, so Bo's like, we're going to have a mock trial, get all of your parents together and meet at 10 p.m. in the... Farming season, farmers go to sleep well before, like this, the people who wrote this have never lived in a, a small farm town. I grew up in a small farm <laughs> right? town. None of this is accurate. None of um, those people would have gotten out of bed. They would have exactly. told their kids to fuck off and gone right back yeah. to bed. Even if they were in handcuffs, they'd be like, we'll deal with this in the morning. Go the fuck to bed. Plus, they're assuming that everybody in this town has children that inform them of this like that there are right. no extra adults lingering the number of adults that we see is not enough to keep a town running it's, there's a lot going on here um but Bo is like we're gonna have a mock trial and then she shows up and Eden's like oh we already did the trial and that moment if it was in any other movie, that reveal and the way that they did it was very good. I thoroughly enjoyed that scene, even if it was built on a very dumb premise of just the way it's quiet and so well, it eerie. Gets, Ooh. It also gets even dumber, Michelle, when you consider <laughs> oh, the know. fact that like earlier in the movie, I think it's maybe five minutes earlier in movie time, who knows how much it is in, in like the timeline of the story. Less but than Bo's a day. Lo <laughs> Bo's looking out the window, and she sees a, a bunch of those crazy kids from the corn just go running down the street way earlier than they're supposed to be. And she just, like, she sees it, and she notices it, and they make it very clear that she noticed it. But then she just keeps on with the plan and doesn't do anything. Like, clearly something is off here. What the uh, This movie is just so illogical 
on so many levels. It you know, it, it, typically in my opinion, a, a really unenjoyable movie starts with the script, and that's what this one did. Like there are so many things that are just like <laughs> like why they like she. <laughs> <laughs> Even if there wasn't all this like supposed like grain dust or whatever in the air, corn is flammable. Why would these kids be doing anything flammable around the corn? Also, he who walks uh, first shutter. Uh, uh, the one thing I will say is I was pretty upset that they trimmed that name down because in the original uh, 1984 movie and in the story, I believe, is He Who Walks Behind the Rose, which I thought was a, a, a much more esoteric and, and weird and fun name. Uh, but ultimately, uh, what is this, fucking evil corn Groot? Is that, that, that's what the monster <laughs> turns out to be? It's evil corn Groot? He's got a mouth like the, the alien from Aliens? What the fuck, man? Really? And just, like, like real... I, I like real obvious CGI, like the scene when she actually walks into the barn when they tell her they're going to 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 see he who walks. Like she walks around the corner of the barn door, and it's just such an obvious matte painting behind her. Uh, it's just it. None of the I didn't buy any of it at all. Uh, these adults are ridiculous. Also, again, <laughs> I don't want to pass over it or gloss over it too lightly. Uh, this movie starts on a premise of the sheriff and a bunch of his deputies pumping lethal gas into an orphan children's home, ostensibly trying to catch the kid who's gone in to murder all these people. Uh, they, they obviously tried to make you think that dude who comes out of the corn in the opening scene is going to kill Eden on the, the swings or whatever, uh, but uh, that doesn't happen. Uh, there's just so much in this that's so ham-fisted and so ridiculous, and like, it, like this movie was made and and played, I believe, at a, a film festival in Florida somewhere back in 2020, and it's just now in 2023 getting a release. It played in theaters for like a week uh, back in March, and now it's available on streaming. And I hate to be this negative but I think it's pretty obvious why uh, it's just uh, I, I there's just I don't know this feels like I hate to say it it feels like such a half effort on so many levels I knew that I was going to have problems with the movie when it started off with this I guess the massacre of orphan children. Right. And the 911 operator is doing her voiceover explaining this and she sounds so fucking bored being like, "Ugh, I guess also, that there was." Also, a you massacre. start the you start the movie with a sheriff and his deputies murdering a school full of children. And then that's just like your prologue and the story you're trying to tell is, oh, well, the adults decided they were going to plow under their corn to get the government money for not growing the subsidy money, and the kids are upset about that because they like to play pirates in the corn. And, like, like that that's the dynamic. Like, also, like... I, uh, did we all not notice that when they do fast forward several months in the storyline and we get into the main body of the movie, 
Like, that guy is still the sheriff. Apparently nothing happened to these fucking people because they accidentally gassed a school full of orphan kids. It's just the most clunky, unbelievable series of things and just... I, I'm sorry, I didn't feel in at all convincingly executed, and it just didn't work for me at all. That part, though, was the most accurate part to small town living. Oh, yeah, that they, they murdered a school full of kids and nothing happened to them. Yeah, that's actually pretty realistic <laughs> and believable. I get that. I guess you, I, you, you have a point there, yeah. I also, have, like, they, oh, I, no. I, I thought it was pretty ridiculous <laughs> how they... Uh, like they they I feel like if you're going to try to put I what am I trying how am I trying to I don't think the suggestion uh I think doing just the suggestion of child molestation is cowardly and exploitative. And that's what they did with the Pastor Penny character, right? Like they never at any point come right out and say what is going on there. But they're making you uh, like obviously make the assumption that this was some sort of molestation situation, and that's why they gouge out his eyes and shit, and just something inappropriate, right? And I feel like if you're going to try and use something on that level or of that kind in your movie, you should at least have the guts to say what you're trying to do, right? And I, I just I, I felt that was it was. It was milk toast. If if you're not going to go all the way with that, don't go there at all, I guess is what I'm thinking. I have to give the filmmakers some credit because for casting Kate Moyer, yes. Well, that too. But they did make this movie and made sure that it was children in the movie because we feel less we feel worse when we try to complain about the movie cuz they're children. I will go on record and say, I don't think we should bully children. However, the adults in charge of this production are making it very hard for me to not bully children. And I blame all the adults involved in this because I have so many comments, but they're all so young and full of innocence and not yeah. jaded like the rest of us. Um, so I blame all the adults. It's all your also fault. I mean, for that matter, if you want to look at this on a on an ethical level, um, I don't know that I necessarily disagree with the kids. I, I may disagree with their methods, but that's about it, right? Like I like these people gassed a school full of kids, and nothing came of it. Like I feel like Eden at least has a strong argument in her favor, right? <laughs> There's like, how am I supposed to sympathize? With these people that she's murdering when the movie starts with some of those people murdering a school full of kids and the rest of them doing nothing about it. It's just, I don't know. Uh, what If I was supposed to root for the kids, then I guess I just misunderstood and maybe this is a better movie than I thought. But I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to be rooting for the children of the corn. <laughs> Um, I would like to nitpick several things, but they're so large that it's not even nitpicking. It's just complaints it. about the movie. Um, one of them, how in the fuck did they manage to dig a hole? Well, I mean, the hole existed. That's not that's not my point. But they put all the adults into a hole 
and buried them all before any of them escaped. Um, have they never heard the parable about the man whose donkey gets stuck in a hole so he starts piling dirt on top of it and the donkey keeps stepping on the dirt until he can get out of the hole? How did none of the adults figure that out? Um, that is just that part especially I mean there's a lot of things but I don't know why the hole made me so angry where did they get all the dirt at that would have taken a very long time there was only I think one uh whatever the bucket vehicle thing is there were two Oh, I was going to say, was there too? I was about to, but then oh, I got caught also, on the Also, Michelle, where thingy. they got the dirt from is from where the hole is now. That, like, it, that, that's where all the dirt came from. They dug How the hole. How recently was the hole dug? The dirt I would was imagine just that there? same day with those machines. So hang on. The entire movie takes place within the span of 24 hours with a few yeah. exceptions being the prologue. So you're telling me that on top of everything else we saw on screen, no, I think it's two these days. people dug a hole? I, I think it's two days. Like the the Explain. first day at night, they put those people in the jail and they gas all of them, uh, and then overnight that because when the people wake up, then later in yep. the hole, it's daytime <laughs> again. So I think it's two true, days. True. True. Okay. So two days. Never mind. That was plenty of time to dig a hole. But right. The hole was there at the start of the movie. Well, so. you're you're also glossing over the most ridiculous part of the whole scenario, which is you have not one but two twelve year olds who can adequately and and with great control and 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 uh, skill operate a giant fucking payloader that can dig giant holes in the dirt that's 100% accurate small town oh, sure, farm sure. life we can do anything right absolutely it's <laughs> <laughs> just what the fuck man yeah, this is uh, I well, and also Michelle, those adults were not able to like like they got them into that hole uh, because the kids actually understand how to measure and use that gas uh, better than the adults do, and they were able to give them just enough to knock them out, but not kill them, and then put them in the hole, and then they stopped giving them the gas, and they eventually woke up. But they're so lively in the hole. That's why I, I think know. that they could have. It's just. That part in particularly. <laughs> also, did you think, did, just on a very base level, did you think mm -hmm. that somebody who wrote this movie, a.k.a. also the director, I don't even remember what his name was. What is it? It's right Kurt up Wimmer. here. Kurt Wimmer. Yeah. Uh, do you think he thought he was super clever uh, by naming the kids Bolin and Cecil so that the, the diminutive form of the girl's name was Bo and of the boy's name was Cece? Are those the names from the original? No, what I'm saying is like, oh, like almost like, like you hear the sh the name Bo. I guess I don't know about you, but I hear mm -hmm. the name Bo, and I I'm directed more towards a boy's name. Oh, and CC and CC directed kind of more towards a, a female uh, traditionally name. Now that's a dumb built-in uh, cultural assumption on my part. But it's also the kind of thing where I'm just like, it seems like that guy might have thought he was super clever for that. I thought of little Bo Peep and her sheep. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's fair. Maybe I'm just um, in that place where I'm like being extra critical now and just looking for shit. Let's be extra cri critical about another part in the very beginning of this movie that upset me. She's putting together a jigsaw puzzle and she picks up the oh, pieces yeah. and tries to put them together mid-air. Child, child, that's not how jigsaw puzzles work. Eden, uh, I would also, be frustrated in killing adults too if they didn't teach me how to jigsaw puzzle correctly. 
Well, also, didn't you notice she was trying to put the piece in the puzzle, and she couldn't get the piece in the puzzle, and the way the pastor got her to put the piece in the puzzle is he just turned the puzzle upside down. As if the problem was she didn't understand that she was trying to put the piece in upside down. And this Are is you the fucking serious? As <laughs> I, I'm. Why also, was she in it, all the cosplay wigs at the beginning of the movie? Oh yeah. <laughs> what was that about? Well, uh, the 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 leader of the children in the short story and also in the original film is a redheaded child. Uh, so so I'm, it's a play a on that. Child, they put crazy cosplay. Right, wigs they on her put her in crazy no cosplay wigs reason. and stuff. Also, I wanted to ask you: this description of the film on Shutter says that Eden is possessed by a spirit in from the cornfield. Did you, at any point in this, get the impression that she was supposed to be possessed by anything? Hell no, she did. Neither this did I. Free will. He who walks behind the rose, among the rose, through the rose. What's the preposition there? Uh, it's he who walks behind the rose behind originally. The rose. The yes. idea being like, wait, isn't behind the row just more rows? So it's almost like an out of space like, dimensional yep. thing. Yeah, I like it. I like that concept more than I like anything else in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. God, I am gonna watch it so many times though. This is gonna be one that will be on my party playlist. For sure. Of, hey, you guys want to watch a movie? And then my friends go, is it going to be scary? Please don't do that to us again. Uh, remember host? And I'm like, I know. I can't be trusted. We're going to watch Children of the Corn 2020. Oh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to build their trust in me back because um, it's been like two years and I'm still not allowed to pick movies for movie nights without them Googling first um, after making them watch several scary things. But you know what? No regrets. Yeah. Well, in in this movie, it, look, I I got to tell you, I, the only other Children of the Corn movie I've ever seen uh, is the very first one from 1984. I've only seen it once, and it was a long, long time ago, so I don't really actually remember much about it at all. Uh, here's what I'm uh, pretty certain of: I'm pretty sure that he who walks behind the rose never actually appears. Because the whole point in the story and in that movie is he who walks behind the rose is supposed to be like an evil spirit, right? It doesn't have a body. And that's why I was so taken aback. Like, this movie, it's literally evil corn Groot. Like, it's like, what, what were you, were you thinking you were going to be able to, like, merchandise this film for kids or something? Like, the movie where you open with a bunch of children being murdered and then a bunch of children murder a bunch of adults? You thought you were going to be able to make that movie toyetic and sell some shit to kids? Really? I don't know. I don't know if that's what they had in mind or not. But when that thing walked out of the cornfield and it just looked like a big monster Groot, I was just, uh, I was out completely. I think that would make it more terrifying being murdered and, well, drug into the corn first by that thing. would just be like, oh, I'm about to die to something that looks ridiculous. No one is going to, they're going to be like, wow, you couldn't get away from the gigantic Groot creature. I'd be like, right. oh, I deserve to die. I know. <laughs> um, I... The main thing I have to say about the Children of the Corn series as a whole, because I am done talking about this dumpster fire, is that uh, <laughs> I'm glad that I have learned that there are 12 Children of the Corn movies. I thought there were, I don't know, five 
maybe seven. It's like Hellraiser where I have no concept, but I have tried to watch all of them and there's still always more. It's like drinking out of a goblet where the, it's never empty, except I wish it would empty um, <laughs> because I am still forcing myself to watch all the Hellraisers and it is fucking torture. Um, anyway, Children of the Corn for the last couple years before I even knew that Shudder was going to put this out and even before we had the podcast, so I knew there was any possibility we would be talking about it i had started watching the children of the corn movies because i have this vivid memory from when i was a child of watching one of the movies and there's a part where like she tears her tooth out or something and it's just it gave me such a visceral reaction i hate teeth stuff and i've been watching so many children of the corn movies and I know I have not watched 12 of them. So now I'm like, ah, there is still hope that this is not just a fever dream. It does <laughs> exist in one of these goddamn movies. I just haven't found it. <laughs> Knowing my well, luck, it's probably in like the second one. And I completely skipped over that one somehow. <laughs> well, I wish you luck in your quest, Michelle. I'm going to have to keep watching more <laughs> of the children of the goddamn corn. <laughs> well, I'm glad I, it's I only you and this. not me. I grew up in a small farm town. This was my reality. All of the adults were murdered by children to keep the corn happy. I raised myself. That would actually explain a lot. If I raised sure myself would, and frankly. this is the human I became. Well, that's some lore yeah. to add to my Guys, Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something I do want to do here that we've been uh, we've been trying to oh, do yeah. more of lately is uh, <laughs> when there is a movie that we don't really care for, we want to at least give you some uh, some more positive opinions. Uh, because, again, you know, I mean, we're just a couple of dimps with thoughts of our own. Uh, from the Shutter website, it looks at some five-skull reviews here. Uh, Forever. It, like, it's almost like it was supposed to be forever, but they ended it with a V instead of an R. Forever underscore Esther. Five skulls. I really loved this film. I thought it was going to be a remake of the first. I really liked Bo as a character, and I think Eden and the rest did amazing as antagonists. The atmosphere felt very eerie. I don't know why. I would definitely watch this again. Shine Barry J, another five skulls. I thought this was really good. It's a horror movie, so I wasn't really expecting a thought-provoking experience. Ooh, that's underhanded. But it was well done. The kids all did a great job, and it was fun to watch. It was everything I had hoped it would be. Horror fan 24-7, five skulls. Move over, Isaac. Eden is here to stay. So, again, you know, like I said, it's got an aggregate overall score right now of three out of five. That's definitely on the positive side of the scale. Some people are really enjoying this movie. Some people are not. Maybe it's for you. Maybe it's not. There's really only one way to find out. I really like this person. First off, uh, love the screen name Shodder96. Oh, yeah, Shodder. yeah. Uh, this movie is surprisingly good. Some parts are cringy, but overall very entertaining and has great effects. Check it out. And it gets a five skull. Yeah. I just love some of this made me physically uncomfortable and I cringed five sure. skulls. <laughs> if, uh, uh, Karen Tides won a four out of five, a lot better than the negative reviews. Seven, uh, and it, It's a four out of five on the shutter scale, but in his little comment here or her comment, their comment, uh, they say seven and a half out of ten, which is roughly there. Wasn't bored with the movie and had a pretty good progression with it. Decent slash good actresses and actors with the flick. Yeah, you know, guys, that's uh, uh, this one didn't work for either Michelle or I. Except, guys, I got you know, if there is one reason to watch this movie, I will say this: uh, I think this movie might be worth 
one viewing for certain people uh, just to be able to see the performance from Kate Moyer as Eden, the, the, the young lady who's the new leader of the of the children of the corn in this uh, iteration of the of the story. Uh, she is fantastic, a really great performance, and I'm definitely going to be looking forward to seeing. There are so many great creepy fucking kid actors happening in the last couple of years it's really kind of upsetting in a lot of ways but also i i appreciate it how do you feel about that michelle uh i am too fixated on a review i found while you were reading those ones oh tell me i about know it. I, I know that we have been trying to do this thing where if we don't like a movie in order to still stay positive and not be complete dicks all the time um that we like to read <laughs> positive reviews and hear different opinions outside of our own uh but i do need to tell you about this one skull review uh from d rinaldi 777 this made texas chainsaw almost look good Fuck you, D. Rinaldi seven seven seven. That's a great movie. Well, and you what have to fuck? you have to clarify. Like, is he talking about the original, oh, or does he mean remake. the one specifically? That well, there is okay. one that's specifically titled Texas Chainsaw. I believe. True. Okay. Uh, there's some entry in the franchise. In fact, I'm gonna make sure I know what I'm talking about here. Okay. Thank you. I was raging. Uh, How the but fuck? <laughs> no, I was. Yeah, that's definitely. It's like, come on, buddy. I hope they meant the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, though, just because I like when people spread about chaos in the universe. I'm all about that life. I guess there's a Texas Chainsaw 3D. Oh, man, uh, I'm going to have to see from that. From 2013. That's oh, the one shit. that I, I was thinking of. I um, have to see that. I just watched <laughs> My Bloody Valentine in 3D, and that was an adventure. Was it? It was so fun. Not in the way that it wanted to be, but in the way that I wanted it to be. I had a very good time, especially because I wasn't watching it in 3D, but I did get to really, it, it was during that time, I think like 2013 or so, where there was uh, a lot of 3D movies being made and then you'd watch them and it was like deliberately straight at the camera, the oh, yeah. axe. And yeah. it's such a funny effect without the 3D. And well, that's, well, yeah, it's great. That's the same thing they did in the mid 80s with like like uh, Friday the 13th. I, I think it was the, either the third or the fourth one that was in 3D. Like there are plenty of things in that where stuff is deliberately thrown right at the screen, right? It's the, it's the it. same old tricks. Um, but uh, one thing also I, I almost forgot, but I do want to say about this movie, one thing also that I want to give it some credit for is if you are a, a gore hound, there are a few really fun gore moments in this movie. Uh, not a lot of active, like like visible trauma most of it is like you get to see the aftermath uh but there's one scene in particular involving the the pastor's eyes that i thought was delightfully disgusting uh and overall there's some there's some good blood and guts in this uh i did love how like her whole logic was that she had run away and then driven away to create like a a path of gasoline all the way back through the woods to the barn and then it's just like a perfectly straight line all the way through the corn <laughs> Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on the physics of that. I don't oh, know a God. lot about physics. My friend Morgan is the reason I got through them. Hey, Morgan, shout out. She's a brilliant scientist, one of the smartest people I know. Um, and I bet if I showed her that scene, she'd be like, that's not how well, that here, works. Well, here's one thing I know. Yes, dust burns. But part of the 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 crucial element to anything explosive is, yeah, it's going to burn, but it's only going to explode if it's under pressure. 
right? And this is a barn with both doors open. It might erupt pretty heavily, but ah, man, the whole cornfield isn't just going to explode into flames. It has, I don't know if you've noticed, a big open field of sky above it for a couple of miles. So overall, this movie is a five out of five. Highly recommended. I will stab you. (laughs) And it'll still be a better horror moment than anything this movie provided. Uh, yeah, probably. Children of the Corn 2020 slash 2023. <laughs> Thanks, RLJD, RLJE. Thanks, Shudder. Thanks, Stephen King. I love Guys, you. we're on uh, the, the original story is pretty good. I, I dig it. Anyway, guys, don't put this on the king, man. He's a. He's, you know. That was genuine. I love Stephen King. Oh, okay. He's a I thought you thought you were being snarky. No, guys, I'm check not us a out. Check us out on the social medias. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. It's easy to find us. It's just at We Watch Shutter on all of those platforms. Uh, we have wewatchshutter.com is our website. If you're into old school email communication, you can get at us mail at wewatchshutter.com. Uh, if you could, guys, it would be really awesome if you go to whatever service that you receive our podcast through uh, and leave us a rating. And if you have time to leave a few comments, a review as well. Uh, we continue to uh, to grow at a nice steady pace, but any kind of extra traction we can get is always very much appreciated. Uh, if you could do that for us. Uh, do you have any last words you'd like to share, Michelle? Nope, just some cool news that we finally have enough ratings on Spotify that we can see our rating on Spotify. They don't show it unless several people Ooh-hoo. have rated us. We're at like 4.5 or something. And you know what? Sweet. That's fine. I I'll will take, take 4.5. It. I'll take I would four take and a half like, skulls. I would take three out of five, just knowing my level of uh, <laughs> I don't want to say effort what's the word I'm looking for like my level of executing this podcast well. oh you do you're a solid 3.75 if I ever saw Whoa, one Michelle give yourself some 3. credit 3.75 out of 10 <laughs> I did oh stop that oh stop okay oh so guys thank you once again for joining us we appreciate that uh, if you enjoy the show tell your friends if you don't enjoy the show shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> I think that pretty much summarizes it. Say goodnight, Michelle. Good night, Michelle. <laughs>